right. Hey, girl. Uh, Happy New Year's. Hi. Happy New Year all the way from across the pond. Yes. You're yes. in Germany, right? No. I am Germany. I talked to That's so many right. people. Okay. I remembered. <laughs> Yes, I'm in Germany. Um, it's quite warm today, so it's not like uh, Germanesque, we would say, um, but because um, typically it's cold. But I'm about an hour outside of Munich mm -hmm. and uh, in a smaller town near Augsburg. And it's one of the oldest towns in Germany. There's a lot of history. But anyway, so it was crazy here on New Year's. Lots of oh, fireworks. Wow a lot of fun yeah what is it like there in like germany I've, I've only spoken to people from munich is that how you pronounce yeah. it okay so yeah. i've only spoken to a few people from munich and and they were over like during thanksgiving um okay. so they felt like it was very different so i'm just like how is it over there on new year's um, girl we could do a whole session on how different it is but also how much the same it is so just a general overview actually i was just talking to a friend of mine and we were talking about the differences she's from the states i'm from the states as well and um and the great thing is of course there's a lot of histories so that influence the culture that, mm -hmm. of course in the last hundred years you know there's quite a lot of um dark history um, but what I love about going anywhere, I'm sure you know this too, that it's really um, the buildings, the architecture, the streets, everything says the history and the culture. But the people, wherever you go, your language or not, they have all of the same hopes and dreams and everything. Okay. So that's just a general overview. Um, when I first came, I didn't speak any German. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't speak a lot now, but it helps, of course, to speak at least a little bit. But I came over and um, didn't speak any German. And so it was a an interesting time for, for Kim, that's for sure. <laughs> wow. What is like the population? Is it predominantly white? Is it a lot of Asians? Like what is like, what is like the pop, what's like the demographic? Well, I think the reputation is this kind of blonde hair, blue eyed Norwegian, okay. you know, um sort of um nordic nor i i mixed norwegian and nordic together norwegian that's a new word we can use <laughs> a new culture. this nordic sort of, but actually um i would say it's not so much nordic as um as fair fair skinned however what i do love and i didn't realize this and i grew up in the 70s and 80s in the u.s mm -hmm. so that was very different as as an Asian um, a minority I really that's a whole nother story but here growing up with this idea I always thought it was predominantly white it was predominantly fair-skinned um, but what I love about Germany is it's actually way more diverse than okay. I thought it was. and when I say diverse I mean diverse like we call the U.S. the melting pot, but oh my goodness, girl, it's so diverse here. And you can, it's its a little bit like when you walk through the streets of New York in Manhattan mm -hmm. or wherever, you can hear just automatically all the different languages and all the different accents. It's, it's really cool. And then um, the other thing is that um, I also sort of had this idea of Europeans in general. Mm -hmm. Germans fit right into that. But it's actually 
in my opinion, in my experience, quite different in many, many ways. Stereotypes are stereotypes, whatever, but in many ways, it's it's also quite different. Most of my friends who speak uh, very good German, if not native German, are from other countries like Turkey, oh, wow. India, um, Span, uh, Spain, and yeah, so, and those are my closer friends. Okay. So, very diverse. Interesting. I'm like a well-traveled person because I've been traveling since like I was like a little girl. So I just always find it very interesting just talking to different people from different countries and see how they're living and the similarities, yeah. the differences. And what they show on TV is not like the full truth of yes. what the actual what the actuality is. And yeah. I'm just finding it very. Yeah. So I was speaking to one African. She's in Nigeria. And I had like mm -hmm. a panel and I was telling her, you know, they always think I'm like African because I'm bald because that's what they show us on TV. But in actuality, that's like they have the same similar issues as a black woman in America. Like they pride over their hair. So it's just very interesting if you like pick through the different topics, because what we see on TV, the movies and now social, well, social media is, is able to kind of just break through and, and show you different lights. But before they had you guys kind of messed up, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's funny you mentioned that because I just saw a few weeks ago, I don't know, and her name escaped me, but there's a TED Talk. Um, mm -hmm. She's um, African. Um, I think she's lived in the States for a while. She's phenomenal, and she addresses this exact topic um, that when she came over to, uh, for the, to the U.S. to go to university, mm -hmm. um, even her roommates... And the people she lived with, I don't remember exactly the the whole story. She's phenomenal. I'll send you later uh, okay. the TED Talk. And she talks about all these stereotypes about music. And, like, she went to go turn on music. Her roommate thought she would be, like, doing this, you know, music try thing. And she turned mm -hmm. on Mariah Carey. And, and they're like, oh, no, we want to hear what you grew up with. And she's like. I grew up with Mariah Carey. Yeah. And so it was really, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's just crazy. So that's why I'm yeah. just like, I have to stay. I don't even own a TV. It's been like three years. I don't own any TV. If there's like a movie night, it's like me going over a friend's house or we're going to the movies. But I don't watch any TV. I travel. Yeah. I talk to people. I mean, I'm talking yeah. to you guys. Um, <laughs> And then the type of work I do, I'm always... It's like a revolving door. Um, yeah, I talk to the various people. So, yeah, I don't even entertain the TV unless it's like the news, which I actually watch on like YouTube and stuff. But, yeah, yeah I don't even watch TV after me just traveling and talking to people and just like, this is not what they teach us in America. Like, why are they lying to us? So, right. I, mm -hmm. I, yeah, it's just crazy. Interesting. It is, Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I feel so refreshed. <laughs> you, you know, are. you are like my first one that I did this year. But I feel refreshed because maybe because I came back from vacation yet, like literally yesterday, not even 24 hours ago. But um, oh. it's oh, been wait. it's a busy it's been a busy fourth quarter for me because, you know, there's holidays. I have client. I do personal styling and image consulting. So my clients are from Halloween to after Halloween, there's holiday parties, company holiday parties, awards, 
that's Good still enough. going on now. Um, I have a client that's going to be in New York Fashion Week, so I have to start preparing for that. So my yeah. fourth and first quarter are crazy. Um, and you're just go, 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 right? I mean, I'm pretty used to it, but now I'm, predominantly my clients are more of uh, private clients. Before, it yeah, was yeah. usually the fashion, the uh, fashion brand, like the high fashion. So there's like seasons mm -hmm. of high and low. So I have like a mixture, but most of them are personal. So they're more lenient. So that's why I'm okay. able to block out, you know, I want to take five days. Like there's, no, I'm, I'm taking five days to just go somewhere warm and decompress. And that's what I did. Uh, but um, yeah, I just uh, feel refreshed. Good. I feel good. I'm excited about this project. It's been very fun creating this. I can tell you glow. I think you're a person that glows normally, whether you're in your bathroom or on stage somewhere or wherever. So, but you really, you look very fresh and refresh and yeah you look like you're you're ready to run for 2023 yes i have a lot yeah. of things planned especially i listen here especially this book <laughs> i've been writing jesus christ you're writing a book too i've been i've been writing a book it's going on a year in march it's january i'm looking at the clock like it's not just usually new year's uh, yesterday but i've been I writing a book since okay. march and writing is very like I don't like writing like a lot. I'll write like little snippets or you know catchphrases. I'm very witty with that, but yeah, I have like a special writing team. Like I knew I did not want to get rid of my writing team because writing is just not my strong asset. Um yeah. But yes, yeah. I've been in the process of writing a book. Thank God. So I finished the writing part. Um, yeah, yeah. And then now next is the design phase. But I have to like comb through and see what areas I want. Illustrations. Uh -huh. And it's a very different book. I actually wrote two books okay. in one. The second one is like a workbook that's compatible with the first book. Okay. So. And, and can, you, can you reveal yeah. what the book is about now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the process of how I do personal styling, like how to build your foundation style for your day to day. So my method is very strenuous. It's it's okay. like more of like a life plan, like you're doing like a business plan for oh, your okay. wardrobe. So it's yeah. like very extensive where you're just combing through what you do during the week so it can align with your wardrobe, your message, how it's it should be intentional with it um your confidence because i think confidence is like the pulse of any type of fashion whether it's personal or high fashion it, it shows i have like a chapter focused just specifically on that um i have like worksheets of what you need to do like and i also have like case studies of different um clients the first chapter is uh -huh. me because okay. i i practice it as well but yeah the first yeah. the first chapter is me in my 20s though not now but in my 20s and then, um, yeah, the following other chapters are other clients. One of them is a male, so males can read it too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's just my method of just having a foundation, fashion, fashion style on your front end and your back end, because your closet okay. and the way you shop is also important, personal, important too. Okay. So I include all of that. Okay. It's, so it's like a three sixty style sort of. Yeah. Yeah, like a yeah. makeover, transformation. Makeover. Transformation. I love it. Yeah.
So, I have yeah. a girlfriend who's um, starting to get into that. She's a little bit younger, and uh, we were just talking. We one of the markets in Nuremberg, and she was talking about wanting to get into this sort of um, uh, idea of helping others with fashion. She's very fashionable. And so it's interesting that uh, how many conversations, you have conversations with so many people, how much they all start connecting. I love that. So it depends. Um, It depends who like your target is. I will have to say the common thread with my clientele, they are mm-hmm. decision makers and yeah. they're um they're either married or if they're single they have like a business so they understand like the inner workings of like a business of commitment and um time schedule and like stuff like just how to operate a business they kind of understand that um ra- rather than someone that's just like I want to look good and I'm just like well you need you know you need to work on the back end as well you can't just I can't just throw you stuff on like if that's the case, right. I'll just do a photo shoot and I'll right. charge you a half a day because that's how I work. Right. But right. Um, yeah, that's probably the commonality. Uh, I'm thinking back to my book. Yeah, no, each of them have a different, <laughs> a different story. <laughs> oh, that's great though. That's great, and 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 it's great that it all comes together that you're able to put it and mesh it into one book. Yeah, I'm spelling so- out a word. Yeah. I'm spelling out a word and it's a concept. I'm spelling out a, each chapter is a word and it's a theme yeah. that's following. Very so, cool. So yeah. Very cool. Yeah, to check it out. So yeah, it's it is yeah it is great. It sounds like um, it's interesting. I think with fashion specifically because there's so much fashion on the mm-hmm. internet that you're taking the approach from more almost not to overplay it, but almost from a scientific view instead of, like you said, here, I'm just going to throw, you know, uh, a green sweater at you, look good in green and blue, and then and then done. Because that's kind of the, you know, 12-minute fact we get, right? We see yeah. the person, they're in a, you know, a burlap sack, and then 12 minutes later, ta-da, they're all made all right. over. But you know, the process that sometimes it takes years to right. get what you want. So it's nice that you're taking us back mm-hmm. and saying, okay, here's all of the method behind it. Here's how you have to think about it. You know, here's, you know, unpack everything and then repack. So I like that. Yeah. You, yay. So, yes, I'm very excited. It's, <laughs> I don't think anyone understands how much writing is just like a lot for me. <laughs> a lot. I had to get into a method of waking up every day in the morning yeah. and just kind of just write. It, sh- it was a lot, a lot. Oh. I mean, better your story in this way than saying, oh, writing's really easy for you, for me. And yeah, I do no. this, this, this. No, very no. people can relate to that. You know yeah, what I mean? No. Like, <laughs> I will pay someone. How much do you charge? Great. <laughs> I'm going to pay for it. Yeah, yeah writing yeah, exactly. is not my forte. Now, if it comes to yeah. visual communication, that is my forte. But writing, no. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I hear you. I'm the same way with technology. Oh, with, are with, you? <laughs> yeah, with making certain things, I'm like, oh, 
this is it energizes me again and then the minute I have to like update my website or something then I'm like completely drained I need to hire yeah someone yeah so I'm the same it can be time consuming but they've been making yeah. certain websites make it kind of like easy I really like Squarespace okay yeah yeah I really like Squarespace um yeah it's just very simple they have templates for you and then there's like other people that sell like premium ones that kind of just yeah. make it very very easy but um be Shopify is a bit it's, it's a bit little technical savvy, but yeah, I like my developer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, <good. laughs> that's, that's why that's my template, the developer template. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. Well, but, I see uh, you have nice little orange on. Some people do not understand color palettes like their their color, what looks good uh -huh. on them. And you okay. have like red undertones, so like orange is definitely okay. inside your color palette. The, well, the second I saw you in video, I thought, oh my God, I, I have to like, we need, you know, two days with me to go through because I will admit it, for the visual and fashion, mm -hmm. and this is actually why uh, my girlfriend from Turkey started talking about it. Because I was telling her, I really need some help in this. It's I the stuff that I do is typically behind the mm -hmm. scene camera, and um, when I do music and stuff like that, obviously it's only in a studio. So you know, I can come in my pajamas with you know rolling out of bed. Um, so this outfit here, I love. I don't know to be honest visually um, if it's something that I should or should not be wearing, but it's meant. Everything that I wear special and not pajamas is um, is memory making. It reminds me of where I traveled. This I bought in Paris. It was my, it's an emotional. It's not, unfortunately, I just am not good with the visual, but emotionally, I go, oh, I gotta have that. Like it, it, it reminds me of something, reminds me of my kids, reminds me of travel, reminds me of a song, whatever, I gotta have that. And that's what this, this, uh, uh, it's a little dress, but the blouse is. It reminds remind me of, me of like, I'm in Paris. <laughs> you remind I, me of this one client I had. I, I think I spent like six hours on her closet inventory because she was just so attached to certain pieces. And I'm just <laughs> like, what did we go over? What your body silhouette is? And I'm like, Luna, you want to put this on and you want to see the difference? So it was just a tug in a war with, you know, memories and what fit best for her so she can get this position for right. her job. Um, right. of I, course. And I mean, I, I didn't like throw it out, but I'm just like, we can get this altered so it can fit your body shape more flattering or yeah. you can just toss it because yeah. I mean, it's, the altering is, I don't know how much that money is going to be. Cause that's not, that's not my um, area, but right. those are the ultimate, but some of them were just like, no, it's, there's <laughs> no. like too much rouging. Like you cannot, you cannot do, you cannot alter this. This has to be <laughs> thrown out and I'm taking it with me because you're not going to go back in the garbage pail and, you know, try <laughs> to sneak in the closet. So yeah. yeah, you remind me of a client I had spent like six and a half hours just on the closet. Yeah, yeah. It's like Kim, 
take a picture. That's the memory you can have and that it's done yeah. in the garbage. So, yeah. So that's what this is. It, I got it in Paris. It was my first time in Paris. I remember standing in front of the Eiffel Tower sobbing. I was sobbing because I was so uh, amazed, happy, thrilled, excited to be there. And I felt so privileged to be there. I just was like, I'm just this silly girl who grew up in middle America and I'm standing in front of the Eiffel Tower. I was so humbled to be out of standing in front of this famous landmark. And that's what this dress was. <laughs> I could cry now. <laughs> but yeah, that's great. Yes. I'm just wearing a nice little vintage. This is my little thrift store. I go to thrift stores. I love thrift stores. You would so, be a genius to take to a thrift store. Yes. Oh, that would be so awesome. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's very obvious to see that you are excellent at your job because yes. that's like, you know, something. Yeah. I'm no, like a child really in like a candy store. So yes, I bought this at like a thrift store. <laughs> and of course my earrings are <sighs> from thrift stores. Of course, of course. Do you hand make them? Or do you uh, just do the design and have someone else make them? Or As far as what? My earrings? The, the, yeah. yeah. Oh, I bought these from the thrift store, just like this. Oh, the thrift store. Oh, mm -hmm. oh I thought they were yours. Like you made them or something. But, no. Uh, okay. Yeah. They're beautiful, though. Do you design? But I can imagine you designing your own wares, your own stuff. That might be the that might be a next step. I want to get this book out the way. Jeez. <laughs> I don't think anyone understands how much of like a drag <laughs> this is. But um, I mean, I've I've restyled like garments where client will client will go into a store, will pick something out very simple, and then I'll sketch something out. And then take it to my, um, yeah, my person that my person that does the sewing and reconstruct yeah, it and yeah. add on or take on. Um, yeah. But as far as this, yeah, I mean, that's a sense of designing. It's called garment restyling or yeah. the garment reconstructing. Uh, but yeah, I've drew drawn out stuff and it's been produced for a client. I mean, I've also designed like a, a wedding dress for someone in 2020. That was like a big job for me. Wow. Um, but I mean, that it's not it's not uh, something I don't think about. I mean, I do draw stuff out, but maybe I don't know. I don't see myself staying in the New York, New Jersey area for long. I know for me, mm -hmm. the hustle and bustle closer to my 40s. I, I want to be relaxed somewhere gardening and doing mm -hmm. fashion. Um, you know, I don't see myself staying here very long. So if I do decide to design, it will probably, yeah, I probably will start somewhere within like three years. But yeah, I don't know. You don't know. We shall see. We shall see. Right. What does the future hold for us? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, question. So you said you're close to your 40s. Do you mean in 10 years, closer to your 40s? Yeah, I'm 34. I'm about to be 35 this year. Five. Okay, yeah. Because you look, you can tell maturity 
size, you're, you know, mid thirties, but you look, people must oh, tell yeah. you, you look super young. Like yes. your skin is like porcelain. It's like perfect, you know, yeah. it's like perfect. I mean, so you look like you stepped out of, you know, uh, a magazine. So when you, <laughs> oh, I, I, like, no way are you close to your forties, but but I remember, oh yeah, when I get to the 40s, I, I'm thinking about this. So I'm like, oh, I got to ask her. I got to ask her how old she is because, you know, you look like you're in the 20s easily. Yeah, I so. get that all the time. Young people approach me and I'm just like, no, no, yeah. no. If you are not over 30, no. Yeah. I, I, no. Uh, do they did they demand a CID? I would demand a CID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, some, no, I, well, it's been a while. They think I'm 25, 25, 27 yes. is like my prom. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> whatever that means. Whatever you, whatever you want it, whatever you want me to be uh -huh. officer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to let you off the hook. Okay. Oh, Throw yeah. my visible hair. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love I love twenty five year olds. Yes, officer. Then yeah. you must love. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Whatever you want me to be. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's oh. good. So yes, let's get into our little oh. topic. Okay. How do you reinvent yourself as a woman? Because you're a woman older than me, but I've been around the block. <laughs> <laughs> I've been around the block. I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> um, man, I'm like, wow, how do I reinvent? I definitely reinvent reinvented myself these past couple of years this pandemic I think I've come yeah. out as like a new woman because I've just been journaling my feelings my thoughts my ideas like every day sometimes two or three times a day and yeah. I just see like so much clarity in my mind my mind is just not cloudy I think I'm more communicative to myself and I know what I want I'm very direct um yeah. And it's just fun. I'm just more playful. I feel like me becoming more vulnerable with myself and communicative with myself has mm -hmm. definitely been a reinventing moment for me during this pandemic. Because um, before I was not, I've journaled before. This this therapist introduced me to the, um to journaling back in 2013. But then I wa I wasn't very consistent. I was just trying to figure out life, trying to explore, trying to find what I wanted with myself. But now it's just like, I need to get back to me, my thoughts, <laughs> what I really want to be happy with. And just journaling, kind of just being able to look back. It's just been really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, um, I mean, of course, for women reinventing ourselves, there's so much to say about it, right? Because women are really good at this. Um, in my opinion, I think one of the um, strongest characteristics that we have doesn't matter culture, doesn't matter age, doesn't matter, um, you know, uh, status. 
um, women are really good at self-reflection, at um, bringing ourselves forward. And so there's a lot to talk about it. If you ask me personally, I will be honest, I, I never sat down to think, I wasn't as methodical as you. And I think that's the helpfulness of journaling is you can go back and remember your mile markers. For me, it really was life was put upon me and I allowed it. Good good things happened and harder things happened. Right. But it, it did shape and form me into a reinvention of myself. And I feel like every eight, mm, eight to 10 years um, that happened, now some major mile markers happened um, in my 20s. I lived in Chicago. I was single. Ooh. Then I met, I met, oh, yeah. And, Chicago and, is yeah. cold. Chicago is cold, but it's awesome. I love it is. Chicago. It is, I but it. I just cannot do the cold. I cannot do, I can't do this cold. And I'm from New Jersey. And I'm from New Jersey. And I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not outside. Leave me alone. Like, leave me alone. Until it's warm yeah. again. When you walk out of the job and the wind just like whistles through your body. Oh, no, it punches like, me through oh. my, it just punches me through my face. Oh. And I'm just like, oh, no. It's just like, oh, why am I here? No, but I, but in, you know, when you, it, well, in my 20s, um, it, it was such a um, evolution for me. It really was a blossoming for me. I grew up in uh, middle America in the 70s and 80s in farmland um, where uh, Asians and minorities in general um, were such a minor 3% sort of thing. And at the, and I was adopted as well. So at that yeah. point in, in the age of the U.S., it was very, in middle America, it was very, very important that you become and celebrate American. Nobody was encouraged to keep their identity as um, as coming from another culture, uh, coming different DNA, mm -hmm. and uh, so it, you know Asian American wasn't a thing. You were American, and my family bought in that, um, that sort of. Um, steamrolling, I'll call it. And so in Chicago, it was the first time I was really around a diverse community that wasn't about color, it wasn't about culture, it wasn't about gender, it was about people. Because it was, it was you had to, or you stayed alone in the apartment. So you had to force yourself get out to look for a job in the in the seven or um, in, in the 80s and 90s it wasn't media you have to go take your paper resume and go door to door you know yeah emails it was just starting there but you were forced outside more you were forced to um join community you know where you could um meet people and uh, go to bars and clubs and social leagues. That that was the big thing. The meetups were the big thing. And there I found that it really didn't matter. Everything else that wasn't a connector in personality, in laughter, 
in dreams and visions was secondary. And and that's not how I grew up. The first thing people always noticed was I had a flat face or I had uh, slanted eyes. That was the first thing people would say to me. Here, nobody, it was like, oh, you know, Kim, I love going out with you because, you know, you're fun. That was the, that was the connector. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, and I understand when people want to stay in their own communities, when it's culture or language, that's fine. But for me, I, I didn't want that. I wanted the first and then I got um, married and had our first child. And then my next, my 30s was family. I suddenly was a mom. I had given up my career. Um, and yeah, and I had three children in my 30s and got divorced uh, then in my 40s. So every kind of eight to 10 years, every decade, I can say was a reinvention. But for me, it wasn't purposeful it wasn't like i love women who say just like you who say i'm gonna do this this is what i'm doing now i was more kind of like oh suddenly i'm pregnant oh suddenly i'm married it sounds really stupid but that's really how life brought me along i i didn't do a lot of things with purpose until i reached uh, my early 40s Mm. and then and that time when my marriage started following, uh, falling apart, um, I realized I need to take control of these reasons. Uh, I only have myself to blame, ultimately. Yeah, there were things kind of put upon me. Of course, always are. But in the end, the bottom line was I'm allowing this life to keep steamrolling me. And uh, so, so I did do that with more purpose. Forethought. That's interesting that you put that you stayed as like you reinvent yourself from between the years of eight and ten. I I don't think I've yeah, and I'm just thinking about it. I'm just like I don't think I do that so often. I'm I'm thinking back to of like my whole lifespan and all of my youth. I was actually a child athlete. Very surprising. I ran track and fields. I did AAU track and field. I was even in the Junior Olympics. Um, and wow. that's what, yeah. So, like, I was a hardcore, like, athlete. Um, so that's why my mind state is, like, very, like, no, I'm going to get this done. Because I, it's just embedded in me since yeah. I was an athlete. Um, that just stopped when I was like 16, 17. Um, and then that's when I just started my discovery. Like, I don't want to be an athlete. I, I want to venture out to do something else. And that's just me just trying to figure out where do I fit in. Right. Um, yeah, that took quite a while. It took quite a while because I just kept stumbling in the fashion industry and I just was not liking different sectors of the fashion industry. The first one was modeling. Modeling is no. Okay. Is a no for me. That was a hard no. PR, um, I mean, celebrity styling, I've assisted for that. I just kept stumbling into trying to figure out what was my, what was my footing. And while I was doing that, I also was like pursuing my health degree. (laughs) 
I have a health degree, not even uh, a fashion degree. So I <gasps> just put my hands in so many pots. I was just trying to figure out because my life was so circles around being an athlete. They thought I was going to be an athlete. But yeah, yeah, I just was like, you yeah, know, I don't I don't want to do this anymore. I have a change of heart. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. So that just had me thinking, like, man, do I change every, like, decade? And I'm like, I don't think so. Because I haven't, in my 20s, I was just so all over the place. I had a ball in my 20s. Do not get me wrong. But, yeah, yeah, I was very all over the place in my 20s. I was traveling. I was, my. I know my mother was very terrified because she was just like, what is my child doing What's now? <laughs> what state are you in? I'm like, oh, I'm in New Orleans. And they're just like, oh, my God. Please let us know when you get back. So I was just very all over the place in my yeah. 20s. Very yeah. all over my place. Friends are just like in and out. It's a very small circle of friends that stuck by me. Because um, I just would have a change of heart. And I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not really feeling this. And then the common ground would just be broken. And I'm just like, on to the next. And I'm just like, I'm not waiting for you guys. Yeah, This is not what I like. Or you're taking too long to respond back. So I'm I'm going to go. Like, I'll be a lonely wolf if I need to be. So that I just find it very interesting. As you said, eight to ten years. And I'm just like... I don't think that works for me. I feel like I was so all over the place in my 20s, but it's okay. Thank God my parents afforded me a life until I was 25. So half of my 20s, they paid for it. (laughs) So I did all of the mistakes I could possibly do. But I'm going to have to say the age 27 was like, all right, I'm, I'm tired of just trying to figure out and just guessing and just throwing stuff up at, up at the wall. It's like, all right, we have to stay with something because I don't like not being unstable or having like a, a foundation laid flat. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's when I started just doing like the inner work. I want, I'm definitely going to say around the age 27. I don't know what it was about that year. Everyone kept saying 25 is going to be like your midlife crisis. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm living in Miami. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I I don't know. I think every I think I changed myself so frequently in my 20s. Yeah. It just led me to just say, "All right, girl, we need a foundation." Cuz every every 18 months I lived in a different state. I I moved 7 times in my 20s. Oh my god. So that's why I said oh, that- my parents, I knew I drove them insane. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm only thinking of like if my daughter, so she's 18 now, if she starts coming to me and I'm going to start knowing the, the signs of, oh, oh, mom, <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> now I know, yeah. So, yeah, just trying, to, you, just trying to figure it out. Did you consider yourself... Uh, like a wild child sort of thing no. or was it more that you were interested in uh in changing your scenery Miami New Orleans this 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 um definitely not a wild child it wasn't like I was getting in trouble or getting right. locked up or I just was like I want to see what the bored? I want you said did I get did you get bored like of this current status so you wanted to change 
No, I just like, wanted oh. to just explore. Like, oh, what's that over there? Let's let's see. Oh, <laughs> I visit I visit Texas, so let's move over there. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just was curious, and I was just like, let let's let's see. I have no kids. I have no boyfriend at certain at certain locations, and I was just like, oh, let me go over there. I have the money, like whatever. I can get up whatever. and go. The job that I have, yeah. I can get up and go. Transfer my license. Um, yeah. I just was like, let's let's go see, let's go explore. I, I've yeah. I've got up and go when I was doing track and field because I was traveling. Like I stated, I I was in Canada. I've been to Texas traveling for competition, so it was like a constant moving around i was i was used to so i was just like oh well, let's i was i was over here and i was little let's see what it's about when i was when i was an adult so yeah yeah i don't know i just was exploring it wasn't like i was getting in trouble getting I, locked up or anything i just was like oh let's see what this is i know the the state that i did not like was texas i was like yeah i'm out of here i'll call my parents okay. up two o'clock in the morning like I'm driving back to Florida. I'm just letting you guys know. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I don't like it here. I'm out. <laughs> That's right. That was my next, going to be my next question. Of all the places in the 20s that you lived, what was your favorite and what was the worst? Texas, now we know. Yeah, Texas, I did favorite? not like. Texas, I did not like. I stayed with my friend in Houston Okay. She was in Houston, and she and she, uh, she had just moved anyway. This is like my high school friend. Well, okay. we grew up like all throughout our childhood. So she had just moved, and she was like, "Oh, great! Well, come, come, come!" So I helped her, and I also helped her with groceries and stuff like that. And I was just, we were just looking around, like I was just like, "Girl, you gonna stay here?" And she's like, "Well, I got this job. It's paying for my <laughs> uh, my debt because she's an she's an engineer. So she's just like, I have to stay like a certain amount of time." And I'm like, "Girl, I don't know about Houston." <laughs> Oh, we that's so funny. So, I, <laughs> so I then I, that is so funny. I love um, Houston. I, I, yeah, I don't know. The people were nice, but I don't know. It was just like, girl, I'm I'm a hot tamale. Like, where the action at? Yeah, I was just yeah. like, what is yes. going on? It's they done just, by like eight thirty completely quiet i noticed that yeah yeah no and then i went to tech i mean then i went to dallas which is like a four that's a strong four hour commute there is no shortcuts yeah. i was like jesus christ <laughs> um that town was just very family oriented yeah very yeah. family oriented and the activities were just structured around a family and a child, like a family or a mother and a child. And I'm just like, I yeah. don't have, I don't have this. So this ain't for me. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, no, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I met a lady at the, because I go to the library. I'm like a nerd. And she's yeah. just like, oh, you seem like a nice lady. You don't have like any, I don't see you with like kids. And I'm just like, girl, I'm about to move. I, <laughs> if you want to keep in touch, but I don't like it here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be leaving, but yeah, it's just, yeah. Dallas was very family oriented. It's not a bad place, but it was just, it was a lot of people from Arkansas as well, Arkansas okay. and Oklahoma, but yeah, it's very family oriented. Um, yeah. Las Vegas was fun. It's, it's like, 
yeah it's yeah. like a nice little place to like hide out and clear your mind I loved driving in the morning and seeing like the mountains the sunset behind the mountains and kind of just I don't know it's just mesmer it's just very mesmerizing it's actually yeah. cold during like these months like okay. around 40s and stuff like that but okay. the summertime your electricity bill is going to be insane, insane. um but yeah, I liked Las Vegas. A lot of people were like, why are you here? And I'm just like, I like it. Like, it's it's cool. It's a lot of Indians. It's a lot of, I met um like Indians who have like the reservation land. What do you call it? Yeah. 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 And I was like having like a conversation. It's like very cool. Like it's, I, I like it. Phoenix is okay. I didn't live in Phoenix, but I drove there because mm -hmm. the, the drive okay. was um i loved miami at the time i was there when i went back uh -huh. there they are like rebuilding and i'm just like what is what is going on over here you guys are trying to push out all the poverty people out and i'm gonna have to say my favorite is maryland maryland yeah that really surprises me okay well i have a good friend here in germany who's from maryland what about maryland is uh is so out of all of the areas you lived, yeah. It's 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 a constant thought, but I love the food. I okay. like the culture, like the melting okay. pot between like the the Maryland D.C. area. Yeah, yeah. Um, in like the the age gap, like there's a lot of kids because that's like the that's like one of the states with the most amount of universities within a within a miles radius. And then there's also yeah. like a lot of elderly people. Like I like elderly people. Um okay. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of like activities that's compatible with any type of person, whether you're single, whether you're business, whether you're in school, like there's enough activity for everyone. It's also just a hot spot if you want to go to like concerts or stuff like that. Okay. Um, and I don't like too much chaos. Like everyone loves New York and I'm like, Ugh. Oh, I, I love like New York. York. Yeah, it's I'm a like, little bougie, Betty. So I don't like the the grud, the gritty, the the dirt, the rats. When I when I see that, I'm like, girl, I'm getting an Uber. I will beat y'all there. I don't yeah. like it. I'm bougie. They call me Betty Bougie. That's what my friends call me. I don't care. Um, yeah, I'm I'm one of those girls. When I'm holding onto a rail, I have a napkin like in between my my hand and the rail. Like I'm just uh -oh. yeah. Uh -uh. yeah. Yeah, not licking a flagpole or anything, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just <laughs> see like so many nasty stuff. So I'm just like yeah. the homeless people, people having sex on the trains. I'm just like, I'm not touching this stuff. Yeah, I I understand. I understand that. I always tell people New York, I it, Chicago will always be my home, mm -hmm. but New York is my favorite West City. Really? I really love it. I love it. Central Park. Oh, Central Park in the summer, laying underneath the tree, watching the, you know, hot guys and girls playing baseball and never softball or whatever. And, you know, the carriage rides. But you're right. I mean, of course, with that many people, it's there's going to be there's going to yeah, be some grind lot going on. Yeah, I don't know. I just like the Maryland, D.C. area, the hot and also the hospitality. That's like the number one. OK, I want to be able okay. to say hi to my neighbors and not just like walk past and just yeah. like 
hi neighbor how like i want to say hi like there's just too many crazy people around me i want to at least know who the heck is around me i don't <laughs> need to have like a full-blown conversation with what you like just a hi a wave yeah. I, oh i seen your son like over there like i i want that and you don't really yeah yeah no so um but yeah i, I just i don't know yeah but yeah surprise well we can't, can't be roommates however we can just go visit each other how's yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> yes but yeah those are my favorite those are yeah i'm had to say that's my favorite man i've yeah. been to so many places george yeah georgia's also on the low on the low end of the list oh interesting okay um i've never no never um i've heard about it though so yeah, it's a lot of north. Now it's like a lot of northerners are moving down there, so the okay. like the real estate is definitely in fluctuating, and also the pricing. But I don't know. I just everything is very like spread out. Yeah. Okay. Everything is like spread out, and yeah, I don't know. I just I felt like it was just overhyped a lot. Yeah. But Miami is definitely up there. But yeah, Maryland, I think I had more of a ball because I was there for college and then I went back there in my late okay. 20s. And I was like, okay. yeah, I would consider this like home. Home? Yeah. Okay. So do you think you'll have that'll be where your garden is is and your fashion? Um, yeah, that can probably be because I mean, I can take the Amtrak to New York. Like that's a easy yeah. commute for me to yeah. go but yeah that can be like a strong potential yeah. yeah yeah okay do you ever think you would live outside the u.s i that is one of the regrets i i, I should have followed myself i wanted to live somewhere for like 18 months overseas I wish <laughs> I studied abroad, but I wanted to like live, like have an apartment, have a job, try to yeah. learn a language. I, that's like one of my regrets. Regrets. I I wish I I would have I would have done. But it's not too late. I don't know. It's not. <laughs> it's, too late. I don't know. With this pandemic, it's just shifted so many people's yeah. rules and regulations, and I'm just like, it's just so much to keep up. That is true. Um, so I world, don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The world has changed for sure. It's definitely changing and they definitely don't show you everything. Cause I watch like the international news as well, but yeah, it's just constantly changing. I, I don't, I don't know anybody over there. So I, it's just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't want to get like stranded or stuck or anything. So yeah. yeah. Well, you know me now, you know me yes. and Germany is central. Germany is central. So if you move to France or, you know, Spain or Poland or wherever, mm -hmm. where Germany's one of the central. It's not like you know Portugal where you have to travel a long way. So uh, just just putting it out there, just putting it out there. Yes. Just, now you know me. So that's a start. <laughs> yes, but yeah, that's like one of my regrets. I, I definitely wanted to do that. I think I tried to convince my partner at the time to do that, but he's <laughs> like, "Are you flipping insane? I'm studying to be a doctor, and you want me to go overseas?" And I'm like, "Come on, stay." They need doctors too. <laughs> He's like, are you flipping crazy? And I'm like, yeah. 
but yeah that that was like one of my things i wanted to do but yeah it didn't happen so i traveled all over the uh, united states that's awesome <laughs> oh that's awesome so that the was mm -hmm. that it's yeah it's really yeah it's so big so yes. yeah so that's definitely those are definitely the ways that I've reinvented myself. I'm gonna to have to say definitely just journaling now, but previously, I was just moving a lot. Moving mm -hmm. a lot and just experiencing different people, whether mm -hmm. it was a long term bond or just an an immediate bond, but that is my way of reinventing myself because I was just so curious. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I'm a person, I don't know about you, but I think I'm a person wherever I've moved to, whether it's been um, Chicago, my twenties and my thirties, I was out in Connecticut, um, which are uh, where my children are and uh, my ex-husband and uh, then Germany. I think I take on and absorb um, wherever I'm, I'm at. I'm sort of a chameleon in the way. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't know if it's, if it's a leftover from childhood because I spent, you know, my formidable years trying to always blend in. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of carried over to what I do now, or if it's my personality, you know, I love being a part of things. Mm -hmm. I'm an, I'm a natural people pleaser, which just has, you know, advantages and disadvantages. The advantages wherever I go, I, I like to blend in and kind of absorb where I'm at. There's a lot of disadvantages too, of course, which I've learned. But, um, but yeah, so I think in the whole reinventing or, or that sort of thing, again, I don't want to pretend like I thought about it or journaled it or did a timeline or a vision board, but I think absorbing wherever I was at helped mm -hmm. kind of, you know, um, carve out a path for, for me. So, yeah, I can definitely agree with the absorbing everything. I think I've I've absorbed so much from my childhood <laughs> into like still now, like no one ever knows where I'm from because the way I talk, <laughs> they say I, I talk like slow or with a draw. And I'm like, no, I'm from I'm from New Jersey. I'm born and raised. And they're like, really? Um and of course, the way I dress, like I just pull from like different people, even from like a homeless person, the way like they they wrap like their scarf. I kind of still like examine it because they're trying to stay warm. But I'm like, hmm, this this looks pretty darn good. How he done that? I want to pull from that. So I don't know. I am. <laughs> I know I'm crazy. But yeah, I just look and absorb from everything I, I grab from that when I travel. That's why yeah. I don't even really like taking pictures and everybody's just like, why don't you take pictures? And I'm just like, no, I want to live in the moment. Like, right. let me draw right. inspiration from that because I mean, my job is my intellectual property. It's my creativity. Like that's, that's where I draw from. Um, so yeah, I definitely have drawn and absorbed from every place that I have been to my whole entire life. I think I have definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you reinvent your female friendships? Ooh. That's another good question. So again, as life happened to me in my twenties, I was uh more purposeful because I had moved to a city that I only knew one person. 
and she was quite busy. And so I had to kind of go out. A lot of my girlfriends at the time, my good friends were at my job. So social media was not a thing then. Mm -hmm. You know, we were just getting into email, like an email came. Wow, that's so cool. And a dialogue. Yeah, you have AOL. What's your AOL address? The A name. (laughs) (laughs) MySpace. I mean, it was all so like new. Cool and new. Yeah, it was very new. So, you know, in that way, um, the, the inventive part was more based around work. We traveled together. We uh, got stuck in Tijuana together. You know, oh, things wow. like that. Oh, yeah. So, and then that was at a conference in San Diego. Um, names, I will not say names to protect the guilty, <laughs> which I'm one of them. And then um, in my in my 30s, when I had children, my girlfriends were moms. Okay. So it was a complete reinvention. Some maintained their careers, which I will give a plug, please, that uh, if you have a career and you love it, maintain it. <laughs> just just do what you can to, to, to carve out some time for you. But anyway, that's my little... That's my little mom plug. So my girlfriends were moms. Some of them were stay-at-home moms like me, had given up their career, that type of thing. Others had had the dual the dual job. And then um, as my kids got older in my 40s, moving to Germany, um, here I actually um, – it, it's different, of course, because I didn't speak the language. So there was a, a quite a bit of loneliness Um um, and quite a bit of uh, learning curve because <laughs> yeah. German culture is very different um, in these ways. So getting back to full circle, right, the, your original question about what is different, that is one of the things that's very different. The outlook or, or the, we, uh, the Germans say the Ausblick from life right. is they are very different than um, how Americans look at, at, um, at life. And so when I moved, this is my second city. Um, I used to live in a in in a city near Cologne, and now I live in a city near Munich. I started a women's group okay. because I found um, that this these um, we we call ourselves the Proud Mary. Oh, <laughs> we're like oh the Proud Marys, and every time, of course, Tina Turner sings, we have to like like we were at Oktoberfest and they were doing a cover the the cover band. The band there was doing a cover of the of Proud Mary, mm-hmm. of Proud Mary, and we we're like, ah, oh, we we're singing anyway. Um, so because I found that it wasn't that easier to um, reinvent uh, that went beyond superficial topics, superficial topics of um, you know travel or food or um, you know I love all those topics and they're great. But after a after six months of meeting mm-hmm. people, we were still talking about that, and we were talking about like how does um, how does that affect your daily thought process, or how yeah. does that how did what happened to you in in childhood affect your decision now? Those types of things. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. um, get together once every month or once every three weeks. It's been going on for about a year now, and they have become quite honestly some of my very closest friends because immediately they're from different cultures. Some are married, some are divorced, some have kids, some don't, uh, Turkish, Indian, mm-hmm. uh, German, Spanish. 
But what has brought us together is this idea, just as you said, of reinventing yourself, not not just just because you create something different, but you're really wanting to become a better version and more stable. So, um, and to be grounded, you have mm-hmm. to have other people as well. That unless you're kind of a flag, um, you know, blowing in the wind. So they have become, and that's how I did it. It's the first time in my life where circumstances didn't happen and then I made the best of it. I went out and made the circumstances. I formed this group and now we're, we happen to be, you know, we see each other probably once a week. We mm-hmm. talk almost every day and we've reinvented, reinvented these close relationships out of necessity, but also out of love as well. Right. And that's the 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 foundation okay i'm like in the midst of just trying to figure out how to reinvent my friendships because there's like a disconnect i'm like the only one that has no kids no Ah. husband so i'm like the single one and my only child are my plants (laughs) in my business (laughs) so i'm able to just huh yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i'm like yeah my earrings of course (laughs) so i'm like able to just like kind of get up and go whenever i please and they're kind of like grounded and need to be nurturing and stuff like that so there's just been like a disconnect and i'm just like I just had to come to terms that I have to just let let them be because they they have to, their priorities are switched around and mine are just very different compared to a married woman. So I know one of them we had like a heart to heart conversation and she's just like, well, I'm at the age where I I really need to be there for my child because one of them is like ten years old, so it's like a very impressionable year. So yeah. she was able to kind of just break down because I, I don't have any kids. I yeah. don't babysit. I, I, I'll take your kids for a couple of hours, but I'm just not cognizant of the, the things of operating as a mom or as a yeah. wife and stuff like that. So she was able to kind of just give me insight of her household specifically. She's not sulking in general. And I said, okay. Um, I understood. I, I wasn't mad. We we didn't, you know, break away as bad. But everyone else is kind of. It's just. It's been like months or going on a year, and it's just like a disconnect. So, yeah. I don't really have an answer for me as a middle age, as a yeah, as a mid thirties woman. Um, yeah, because as women, like we take on the responsibilities of being a mom at different times. And I know for me, speaking for me, I always knew that I did not want to be a young mom, like in my 20s. Because uh-huh. um, there was there was one point in time I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a mom. And then that kind of just turned over to, okay, well, I don't want to be a young mom. I want to at least get all my mistakes out, be a good role model and have like my finances and things in place so I don't struggle or just have any difficulties. Um, and yeah. I also just wanted to have a family. I don't want to be a baby mother. I want to be a wife and then a mother. Um, so those were like, I knew I wanted that. So yeah, there's just been a disconnect, 
But I'm okay with it now because I have an amazing team, a part of my business where we are able to, you know, talk. Like I have like weekly sit downs or monthly like dinners where we're able to just not talk about work and just talk about life. Um, so yeah. I have like a great community. I know there's like a distinction um, f- that I define it, but I have a great community that I think I'm pretty fine with my friends kind of just doing whatever they need to do. If we come back together, if we don't, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have like a definitive answer now because everyone's, yeah, everyone's priorities are, it's just different. It just all depends on a woman's priority. But if I have, if I meet like a new friend and we're, where we go out, cause I like one-on-one, like I like going out. I like experiences. I love experiences. If you can't tell, I love going, traveling, road trips, stuff like that. I just really like love, no phone, put your phone down, turn it off. Like I, I just like that and, and keeping that up is very important to me. Um, but yeah, I don't really have like an answer at this moment because my okay. friends currently just, it's just been a disconnect due to them being mothers. Some of them are wives and mothers. And I'm like just single with a business and I'm able to just kind of just go. So it, it just all depends on a woman's priorities, what's high, what's low and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. And then I, we, I was just talking to someone about the age group between 30 and 35. It is, it is an interesting time for someone to, that doesn't follow the quote unquote model of what society does. It is an interesting time. Yeah. Yeah. You have, yeah, you have different, I mean, even just the basic official stuff, you have different things you talk about. You have different times of the day you are available and not available and, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, it, it, it is an interesting for sure. So, Craziness. So we have an eavesdropper on our conversation. Okay. Can I get this? Yes. All right. Hey, girls. Hi. Hey, so what do you do to reinvent yourself in your friendship? Okay, so I like to express myself through makeup and fashion, and I think that's a good way to kind of step out of my comfort zone and really explore new things and discover new things about myself. As far as friendship, I like to really stress communication. I think that's a really good way to really deep dive and create really good friendships. Um, for myself, I like to write down, like, stuff that I like and, like, note things that I really like about myself and things that I want to change. And for friendship, communication, too. Like, definitely communication. I'm definitely going to have to agree with all the girls. Yes, for sure. All the girls. Um, yeah, if I would come across a friend currently, like, now... Yeah, communication, I would definitely have to, like, lay out because everyone's communication skills is, like, different. I think I'm going to make a specific topic on communication (laughs) styles because everyone has – I hate texting. When I mean I hate texting, I hate texting. It just interrupts – it interrupts my thoughts because I'm, like, when you are, like, around me, you'll see, like, how – 
disgustingly creative I am. Like, it's just, yeah. I just will sit there and, like, while I'm waiting for my food, like, I'll just doodle, like, draw or, like, write. I don't know. It's just crazy. But um, it just, inter- the texting just interrupts my thoughts. Um, I don't know if it's a good, I don't know if it's good message, bad message. Like, I don't, I don't want you interrupting my flow. Um, and then also a lot of people just take words and context the wrong way. So the translation Uh gets lost and I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not responding to this or I'm not, I'm not starting an argument with this. Like I just, if it's a text message, I'd rather it just be like, Hey, I'm running late. Sorry. Or, you know, I'm behind or call you in at like stuff that I don't need to respond to, or you just letting me know, um yeah yeah, I hate texting um and a lot of people are just so accustomed to texting or having conversations via text message and I'm just like hey I'm not a texter um I've I've addressed this initially because I'm like a very forthcoming person um yeah please let me know when you want to talk over the phone or you want to meet up for coffee and stuff so yeah I hate texting a lot of people like texting um that's not one of my styles I don't care what it is I get so many emails or like I'm just yeah I just don't like texting at all that's not my communication style yeah I understand I think one of the things um that I think of when trying to form close friendships is different of course, then the texting friendships like, oh, you know, you know, let's meet for coffee, you know, in, in two months or whatever. But actual friends is um, communication. But like you said, communication is often misunderstood or that type of thing. I think um, you also have, for me anyway, um, I think a lot of it is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. It really is really being open to say okay now this is assuming you already have this isn't like you know someone you just met in a bar or whatever but you've already talked you already go okay i want to start forming a friendship how is the best way to do that whether it's texting or whether it's phone call or whether it's email is being vulnerable with each um we talk about this in the women's group yeah, it involves trust, it involves disappointment, it involves all of the things that we're scared of about ourselves and about other people. But in the end, that is what a lot of people are not doing with each other because for whatever reason, social media, whatever the trap is that we don't, um, we're not being vulnerable anymore with each other because we're afraid of being understood or we, or we were never even taught. A lot of us were never even taught. We had no good role models or we ourselves were blind to it, whatever the reason. But we found kind of socially in our small little group that what got us there or to the start building a really strong friendship was vulnerability. Um, yeah. It's not a guarantee, of course. There's no guarantee because we are... Because I always say people are wild cards. The minute you think you have someone figured out, you go, what? Did not expect right. that. Right. But in the end, you know, the, the the life is and the pattern of communication, everything is about you, about individual, and not about the other person. It's about your character. It's about what you reflect. 
the world and to the to the person in front of you. So we found out that's that's one thing that's really missing society and with friendships and you know even with family family relationships is just going back and being vulnerable with each other. I think it all kind of just boils down to communication, not in a style way, but just laying down what the meaning is. Like how my, like how I, I shared the example of my friend, you know, was telling me bits, uh, a snapshot of her household and how mm-hmm. she's, you know, preparing her, her kids for certain things. And this is, this is why she needs to be there. So every definition like friend how i define friends it may be different from your definition or someone else's definition so i think it all just kind of plays out to communicating what stuff means to you or your perception of it and what you're trying to you know pursue or aspire to be of it and I don't think people are really like defining it within themselves and then kind of just articulating it to whoever that person is. I think that's what the the top priority is maybe for a a lot of people, not for everyone, but I definitely think it's that I think it's also just social media and just texting and the phone in general where people are just so content with just say, oh yeah, I talked to them. And I'm just like, how did you talk over the phone or did you text them? And they're like, oh, I just text them. I just shoot them a text message. And I'm just like, that's not really talking to them. You're not getting the mood. You're not getting anything from it. You're just looking at a screen and just not evoking any emotion behind it. Like that person could feel a way. That's probably why they come in the the room looking like this because they didn't want to have that discussion over a text message, whether if you called them, it would have been a different story. But um, I think it all just kind of relays on the essence of communicating what stuff means and then expressing it or change exchanging it with the other person. Yeah, I agree. I'm amazed at how many stories I hear of people like breaking up over text. Like that's such a common thing now. It blows my mind that people have these hardcore conversations via WhatsApp. It just blows my mind. Yeah, that's I'm why so- I'm like very forthcoming. I just exchanged my number with someone last month. Okay. I went to an event and the girl was just like, hey, girl. So we're just chit-chatting at the bar. Yeah. She's like, you seem really cool. I want to I wanna exchange numbers. And I'm like... Okay, but how do you how do you talk to your fr- how do you talk to your friends? Do you text them or do you call them? She's yeah. like, oh, that's a weird answer. That's a weird question to ask, and I'm just like, no, it's it's not. It's yeah. it's it's a it's a it's an appropriate question. Right. She's right, just like, oh, right. I I do both, but I was like, but what is your preferred one? She's like, I'd rather right. just I rather just text, and I'm just like, right. that's not gonna really work with with me and I'm I'm not really interested in building a rapport with someone who's just going to be my friend via text message if that's the case then I'll just stick to social media she kind of yeah. just looked at me puzzled and was just like amazed and I'm just like that's that's not how you build a friendship and she she we had to go back because it was like a speed dating type of thing and mm-hmm. when that event was over she kind of was like you know I thought about what you were saying and she was just like that's probably why my friendships are like crumbling because we're not really like talking. We're like texting. And right. I'm just like, yeah, 
That's why you, when you asked me that question and you said you rebuttaled me with, oh, that's a weird question. No, it's, no, it's not. It's a logic right. question. Right. And maybe it's made you think about your current ones. But yeah, no, I'm like very straight up. I don't, I don't want to waste my time. So I just, if you don't like my questioning, I know I kind of make sure I don't say rudely or anything, but yeah, no, a lot of people break up via text message with their friends or they curse them out. And I'm just like, girl, I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not, you're not, you're not it's, talking to me like this it, via text yeah. message. Yeah, it's amazing to me. I mean, really, if you think about it, it's really a question that should be asked more. How do you, what's your mode, what's your go-to, you know, it really should be a question actually that should be asked more and not less, I think. Yeah, I am just not. I think my last text messages were my parents wishing me a happy, happy New Year's. But before that, I think yeah. my last one was like a client. Yeah, I don't get text messages like that. People, I, I can hand you my phone and you can like see like I don't text like that. Like texting is just not. I've always been like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it definitely makes me think. Sure, so. Yep. I prefer person. I, I just always yes. prefer. I, I just always prefer. I was super impressed when you said you and your friend got together. Maybe there were some hard topics you had to talk about. Maybe it was fun. Maybe whatever it was, whatever life, full life encompassed, you were looking at each other in the eyes. And I yeah. just prefer that. Yeah, we, that particular friend, we always have like our girls in it out like once a quarter. I met her with kids. I met her with um two, she was on kid number two and they were little. Um, mm -hmm. So I've always known her as a mom, but now they're like, they're, they're, she's, as she said in her, in their pr impressionable years. Um, But yeah, we would have like our girls let out once a quarter. That was enough for me. Cause I'm not really a friend that you need to talk to every day, every yeah. week and stuff like that. So we would, we would meet up once a quarter at a restaurant or at a spa or whatever the case might be. And we would have like four hours to ourselves and yeah. her, yeah, her husband will let her go. She, he, he'll know. Oh, you're with Makara. Oh, okay, it's Makara. We we know Makara. Yeah. <laughs> and we would just have those conversations where we're just yeah. being girls, and we're just you know just having like all types of conversations. We're we're able to have those conversations. I know one of them I thought was going to be ugly, which it wasn't, because she's more of the religious type of girl. Like she goes to church. Yeah, I don't okay. like the business of church, but I do believe okay. in God. Um, mm -hmm. So there's just certain things that I do not like that um, certain religious people do. And we were able to kind of just have discussion. I think something happened and we were just having a discussion. I thought it was going to be an ugly conversation due to, you know, my view of the church and how she's like, uh, how she goes. But it was just an honest conversation. She actually was she resonated. She understood, you know, why my views were in my backstory of why I'm just like, I'll go to church f for special occasions, but I just kind of just side eye, like how, you know, the religious people kind of just look upon you if you do a certain, certain thing And majority of them, you know, <laughs> they've done it as well. But now that they're saved by Jesus, like it's like a, a shield and a covet and they look, they look down at you. And I just don't like that. Um, 
but we were just able to have like an honest conversation and she just kind of understood where my views were but I wasn't downing them I just said I just don't like the business of religion and church that's that's it like I'll go I believe in God I pray I talk to him I thank him but I just don't like the business but yeah that conversation was yeah, it was it was it was it was like refreshing. I was just like, oh, I thought this was gonna be like a bad right take. Right. She was just like, No, I understood. Like I'm like, yeah, this is this was a great discussion. Yeah. How mature adults handle yes. things. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's great. Yes. Friendships. <laughs> I'm trying to think what how what's the longest friendship you had now that you're in Germany do you still keep a contact with the friends in the US yes I mean mostly no because when I got divorced a lot of my my friends had disagreed with me so because I was the one that asked for the divorce I'm the one that left on and on so most of my friends agreed with me my longest that I have and she is still my closest friend mm-hmm. I think let's see my was okay he is now so it, uh, it would be it'll be 14 years now oh wow and talk about reinvention she um, went from being a cosmetology student uh, I think when, when I first she had just graduated or something uh, you know, da, 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 14 years later to owning her own. Look at uh, that. Look at that, right? Two the years progress. ago, leased her own hair salon. Uh, you know, the the uh, place, the actual place. Yeah. And you know, her name is the owner and bought her own place. And now she has um, some um, really, really great women working for her. So she makes sure she uh, she funnels in education in that business model. That'll that'll definitely keep her business ecosystem going. Yeah, she's she's phenomenal at work. Um, so she's a hairstylist, but she's more as well. She considers herself top more top as a color. Um, but she cuts hair beautifully and everything. Anyway, point is is that she is my and we still even when I'm in. Germany, um, we still try and have a video chat often. We communicate with text um, quite a bit, actually. And um, but she is one of she is one of those people where uh, she's passed the wild card. Test, I okay. say. <laughs> so I have this stage I go through with people, and I love people, and I do, and I try not to be pessimistic or skeptical. I do. Try and practice my own practice what you preach, right? My own vulnerable. If I meet someone, I want to be vulnerable. Don't give the store away, but at least try and open up to where they feel like they're actually getting to know me and not just a version right. of myself. But I always think, you know, after points, you know, it either continues to grow mm-hmm. or it's done. That's how kind of my my uh, friendship growth has come. And then there's a stage where, I don't know, it's magical to me. I don't know. I don't have actual time in my head where I go, um, okay, they've 
they've gotten past the wild card stage because there's so many times, whether it's been in the first month, the first year, first five years, where I go, whoa, did not expect that for them to say that, do that, whatever. Um, And I don't want to pretend like I'm innocent or perfect in any relationship either, but I've had perfect example is I had these people in my life um, when I was married, Mm -hmm. these moms and wives were very good friends. I was the one that nurtured the relationship. My ex-husband is great. He's a great guy, but of course, as a man, uh, he was not the one to nurture them. I was, and then when I asked the divorce, they um, really just, it was purely the fact I was the one asking for the divorce. They didn't agree with it. And I'm a strong believer. You can disagree, but still love each other after for so long, 10 years of friendship. So it was a wild card. So Carmen has passed the wild card moment. And so okay. I, you know, whatever we, we've traveled together uh, quite a bit. She was in Paris with me. We've been to Italy together. You know, that's another tester. I always tell my girlfriends who are single, travel with the dude. Oh, of course. Travel. Or travel with a woman. I don't. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, travel with anybody. A weekend weekend Find travel out. is the first. The first is the first tester. I like doing road trips because yeah. if we if we can't sit in silence, yes, comfortably, then that's a problem for me because I don't always have. For me, I can't speak for every woman. I don't always have to talk. I could just be listening to music or just observing the scenery and stuff like that. I, I, I like road trip. I think road trips for me is like, oh, let's do a road trip. And they're like, oh, that'll yeah. be different. But yeah, traveling, that's definitely like a tester to see. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Oh, man. I'm glad to say my longest friend, I had to, I had to end that friendship, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, she was still doing some of the terrible, I'm not going to say terrible, but just bad stuff in her 20s. And I'm just like, girl, it is a decade later. Yeah. I am seven states, you know, seven states later, you know, 20, 20, 15 years later, you know, two businesses over. Like, why are you still doing the same BS and then you expect me to save you? No, like we just, um, th- this is a dead end. I just need to just yeah. kind of just end this. I'll just love you from afar. Um, uh, they say you either grow with a friend or outgrow a friend. Like those yeah. are the two two things. Yep. Yeah, I definitely think I have outgrown her. Um, best of luck to her, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm just at a clean. I'm at a very clean slate right now. Yeah, very clean. But it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I, I'm still out and about. Yeah, <laughs> still open. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's it. And so you have what? your team, right? And you have oh, your team. Of course. Yes, <laughs> I love them and my clients. They come and visit me or just check in with me. Um, yeah, I just make a, a very comfortable environment. I don't like just say, Hey, yeah, whatever you're done, whatever. Um, I like to build like a long-term like relationship. Doesn't matter if it's professional or just personal. So yeah. Yeah. 
But once you've done something like wrong two times, it's like, all right, no, you got to go. Right. Because right. I've, I've had a talk with you. I've laid out. I'm very detail oriented and you're yeah. still effing up like, yeah, no, you got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. So, yeah. So what did you learn today? What did I learn today? What do you want to, what did you cheer? What do you want to cheers to? Is there something you want to, did you, did you learn anything or did you, I don't drunk up all my tea. (laughs) (laughs) What did you want to cheers to? Well, I will cheers to, um, first of all, this experience. Uh, I love it. First of all, Mm -hmm. but specifically, um, I really liked, Two things. One thing was to to know someone on a level right off the bat, because typically, like you don't have these type of conversations when you're just sitting in a bar. You typically uh, on the street on on a bus. Typically, it's like okay, you know, where are you from? What you know? You don't talk about straight off the bat. How do you communicate? How do you you know? Like it'd be great if people did this more. You know, like um, you know, kind of be on the social niceties niceties and and why did you leave the you know and pursue and explore other states and this type of thing so that's the first thing having a deeper conversation right after the bat is perfect secondly is really um seeing someone that has a passion in such a methodical way <laughs> i know because usually it's one or the other right usually it's the methodical people i'm in a country where all methodical, you know, logical engineer people, but they lack a bit of, um, charisma. (laughs) Wonderful people. Wonderful. Wonderful. I love the people or, or the other way it's all passion, but there's really not a lot of substance. I know sometimes I can kind of like this. And, um, and so I, I, it's really interesting to meet someone that has passion, but was a training athlete and a high athlete has, has creativity, uh, you know, wheels going on all the time, but it has a drive to write a book has a, so you have a really full brain, you know, and that's been yeah. very, I, I cheers to your brain. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a very yeah, I could be definitely uh, a nutcase at times. I know, but when it all comes together, they're gonna be you're gonna be like, ah, it makes sense now. So, so good, yeah. Oh, yes, that's my that's yes. I want to yeah. cheers to. It's so cool talking to someone from Germany, like a long extended conversation with someone from Germany. The person I was talking to, it was two people. I, we were on work. We were on production for fashion in, in Miami. So it wasn't like much talking. And we kind of just wanted to just like, hey, like, what do you what do you like about here? So it wasn't like much in depth conversation talking to the people from yeah. Germany but I just thought it was just very interesting them kind of just trying to get comfortable and kind of just get out of their shell so just talking to you it's just very in Europe but you're from United States you're not born right. there so but you have probably adopted some of their ways some of the things yeah. that they do into your life that's more suitable for you so yeah. I think it's just very cheers to you just 
upping and going to Germany and you actually had a family here. Unlike me, I would just, it would just be little old me. You just <laughs> up and went to Germany and like completely started all over again. Whereas yeah. me, I was just like, oh, I got family on the other side of the coast or oh, I got... <laughs> <laughs> you completely like started all over again with everything in your life uh, so I want to cheers to that oh, thank you yes man it was so much fun if you guys want to um, be eavesdropper you guys can definitely call this number it, it won't be me and it won't be Kim but yeah. you can call and leave a voice message. Make sure you state the question. What do you do to reinvent yourself and your friendship? You call the number 202-480-9557. And we will input your audio in an episode. And we'll talk about it to see if we have any type of comparison. So, yes. This is so much fun. This was so much fun. I really it love it something different something break yes. up the day yeah yes i hope you guys enjoyed a girl my version of a digital girls night out let's see you guys in another episode